You know, I was thinking. I, I told Emmett one time, uh, he, he pulled me back there, and uh, it was 10, 12 years ago. He said, Pastor, when I die, and I go, whoa, 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 <laughs> Emmett, what do you mean when you die? And he said, I want you to preach John three sixteen, and I want you to preach the gospel. You know, I, I think about Emmett. He was funny. I, I loved his sense of humor. There was times I'd be at the back of the church. Emmett would walk by and he'd shake my hand and he said, someday you're going to make a good preacher. <laughs> and so I learned very early on to joke with Emmett and I shot back at him and I said, one day you're going to make a good listener. <laughs> uh, so many stories. One time, and I'm sharing my own stories because they're really funny. Um, we were going on vacation. And the church was out, and Audrey and I were walking over to the parsonage. And Emmett was out there, and he waves to us. He said, we're going to miss you. We're getting ready to go on vacation. So my wife runs across the yard over and kisses Emmett on the cheek. And Emmett goes, I was talking about your husband. <laughs> Did, did you all ever have the opportunity to ride with Emmett in a car? The first time I did was the last time I did. Uh, we were going, I think it was Cracker Barrel, and Emmett said, oh, Pastor, I'll pick you up. And you remember the red car, the, the, the small red car. So I get in it, and we're heading on 45, and I'm going, Emmett, you do know the speed limit's 55 here, don't you? And he said, I'm doing 55. And I looked like this, and he was 65. I said, Emmett, slow it down. And I'm like present on the brake on the passenger side. Emmett had a real sense of humor. Uh, there was a lady in our church. It was in the back, and it was after church. And Emmett goes, how are you doing? And she said, well, I'm doing pretty good. And Emmett fires back, you're neither pretty nor good. <laughs> So I look at Emmett, and I go, Emmett, filter, filter. She thought he was serious. And I said, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Emmett's kidding. He's just joking around. Um, the, uh, Emmett just had a sense of humor. And, you know, I, I really did. I really did hate to see the last couple of years because uh, Emmett did so much, and uh, you know, 1956, I wasn't even born yet. I was born in 1959. These bricks out here, Emmett laid those bricks. There were so many things, and I love that picture uh, Susie put up there about uh, Bill Fote and Emmett. They did a lot of stuff, and that's another guy I miss is, is Bill Fote. Uh, they put the, uh, the shingles on the parsonage. They, they did, Emmett did so many things here. And he was always involved and he couldn't understand why everybody else wasn't as willing to work. So Emmett not only leaves a legacy of laughter, but he leaves a legacy of dedication to the church and to Christ. Emmett told me one time, uh, Emmett told me one, one time that uh, he was going for a job interview 
And the employer said, well, you may have to work some Sundays. And Emmett said, I will not work on Sunday. And I thought, well, he didn't get the job, but Emmett got the job. But he stood on his principles. That's a legacy. That's a legacy that we do not compromise our beliefs. And, uh, you know, Emmett, uh, I got along fine with Emmett. I didn't have one word issue with, with Emmett. We laughed. We joked. I'm going to miss that. Uh, uh, and, but Emmett, Emmett lived what he believed. He really did. And I'll be honest with you. That's kind of rare today. That's kind of rare. And so Emmett, uh, oh, this is the other thing I want to say. Melinda, Steve, and Susie, we were in the uh, back putting together the, the hymns. And I didn't realize it at the time, but, and I just chose a hymnal at random. It was Emmett Woodcock's hymnal that we were looking at. And it's engraved. Uh, there's, a, there's a sticker here. Hymnal was presented to First Baptist Church in loving memory of Tucker and Francis Woodcock. Emmett wanted John 3.16. So I'm going to read it to you, and it was on the PowerPoint. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. This word so is intense. It's not like he's saying, for God so loved the world. God so loved the world. And he should. Genesis chapter 1 tells us that God created the world and everything in it. Uh, I'm into telescopes and and. When I look at Saturn and I look at Jupiter and I look at uh, the M31 and I look at the galaxies out there, I don't look at it from a scientific standpoint. I look at it from the point of, look what God did. Look at the beauty that God created. And so God created everything. He created the skies, the sun, the everything. And he also created us. And did you know there was a time when this world was perfect. Actually, in Genesis 1.31, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. For God so loved the world, of course he would love the world and everything in it, because God was the one that created it. Emmett talked about that a lot. And then in Genesis chapter 3, the problem comes in. The problem is the fall of man. And so this utopia that God had created, because of Adam and Eve and their sin, they were set outside the Garden of Eden. And at that point, sin was entered into the world and the utopia was gone. Somebody Everybody asks me, why, why is there death? Well, there's death because there's sin. 
Romans 5.12, Paul writes this, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, Adam, and death through sin, so death spread to all men, because all men sinned. Here's, here's the thing. We are sinners, and Emmett knew this. We had several conversations. Uh, we are sinners by nature. My goodness, if you look at a little child, you don't have to tell the child to do something because they're going to go against it until they find out it's right. Remember our, our daughter, we told her no so many times. When she was a little girl, she walked around the house going, no, 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 no. They, you're a sinner by nature. In, in, in fact, in my mother's womb, she conceived me in sin. And therefore, when you are born into this world, you are born a sinner in need of a savior. God so loved the world. And by the way, God still loves the world. And by the way, God loves you. And he loves me. For God so loved the world. We don't sin. Let me stress this again. You don't sin by choice. You sin by nature. And therefore, every person that is born is born qualified to have Jesus Christ as the Savior. Because God still loves creation, he sent his son. Think about this. There was never a time that Jesus did not exist. There was never a time that God did not exist. There was never a time when the Holy Spirit didn't exist. They have always existed from eternity past to eternity present. Therefore, God said before the foundations of the world, I know that man is going to sin. It was not a knee-jerk reaction. God saying, oh no, what do I do? Man sinned, now what's the plan? No, Ephesians tells us before the foundations of the world, he knew Jesus was going to have to come. And so God gives, think about this. God gives his only son. We have a Christmas tree here this morning as we get ready to celebrate the birth of Christ. Jesus was not born in a palace where he should have been. Jesus was not uh, hailed he was sought after and they wanted to kill him. He was born in a stable with animals. The Prince of Peace, the deliverer of our souls, comes in a humble form. It's uh, rather staggering. I, I, I thought about this this week. I don't know if I would give either one of my daughters... That's how much God loves us. That's how much God wants a relationship with you. And how much he wants a relationship with me. Jesus left his heavenly throne. He was born in a humble stable. And yet from that birth came salvation. The purpose of Jesus' coming is given here that whoever believes in him should not perish. I'm getting ready to say something that's very unpopular 
But there is a hell. There is a literal place where you will burn for all eternity if you do not trust in Christ. It says here that whoever believes in him should not perish. And that word perish refers to Gehenna, the place where Jesus said the worm burns and never dies. The good news, the good news is you don't have to go there. It is a choice. It is a choice. That means to be separated from God for all eternity. Let me tell you how much Emmett believed this. Let me tell you how much Emmett believed this. I even put a heart on my sermon notes. Emmett revealed to me a story one time. He was walking by the bar. I was so glad he shared, with, shared this with me. He was walking by the bar and he felt God telling him to go into the bar. And Emmett went into the bar. He found a man there. And he shared the gospel with that man. Let me, let me, Emmett lived his faith. That's a legacy. That's a legacy. I know many Christians would go, I'm not going in a bar. How would that look? That man became a born-again believer because Emmett listened to God. Have we become so self-righteous? Have we become so staunch that we forget the life of Jesus? You do know Jesus spent time with sinners. The woman caught in adultery. Nobody else would touch her. In fact, they wanted to throw stones at her. Jesus said, go and sin no more. Jesus went to tax collectors. He was a better guy than I am. <laughs> tax collectors, nobody likes them. And they didn't like them then. And Jesus got into trouble. Do you know who Jesus got in trouble with? The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Who is this man he's eating with these sinners? No, when I look at Emmett, and I remember that story that Emmett told me. What I see is Emmett living the life of Jesus and willing to go anywhere. He would go anywhere to tell anybody the gospel, the good news of Christ. And that's the Emmett that I knew. You know, guys and gals, there's, there's people out there that need Jesus. They don't need religion. Jesus is not a religion. Jesus is a relationship. And you go into the world as believers. You go into the world. You're in the world. Paul says, not of it. I get that. But at some point, you're going to have to meet people where they are, just like Emmett did. I'm so, I, I, told, I told Emmett I was so proud of him. I got so excited when we went Christmas caroling, 
I took us right into that bar over there, and some of them were going, <gasps> I said, no, 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 no. And we walked in, they're in the bar there, and we're singing joy to the world. Look, we have to live where people live, and that's what Emmett did. Emmett would talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere about Christ. That's one thing I'm going to miss. That's one thing I'm going to miss about Emmett. He lived his life. I hope Emmett's happy with us so, so far. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus can give eternal life because Jesus is eternal. People really get salvation all messed up, I think. This is the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that if you believe in him, you'll have eternal life. Some people say, well, I was baptized. I go to Sunday school. I attend church. That's not the issue. Those are byproducts. And I would never tell anybody in this church not to go to church. And I would never tell anybody that's sitting here today not to be baptized or to attend Sunday school. But the most important question you have to answer is, have I trusted in Christ? That's the only question that's really going to matter for all eternity. And John writes here that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. At the moment that you trust in Christ, the very moment you trust in Christ, your sins are forgiven. Your past, your present, and your future. In God's eyes, you are positionally right, not because of anything I did or may do. Emmett knew this very well. It is all about what Jesus did on the cross. And First uh, John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, by, by the way, everybody's, a sinner because it's sinner by nature. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here's, here's the deal. The word confess means to agree with God that you're a sinner. Emmett knew this and it drove his life. He had fun. He could poke fun. He could take fun. He had his convictions. But ultimately, you know what Emmett really cared about? People being saved. If you're here today and you have never trusted in Christ, today's the day. You do not get saved by attending church. You do not get saved by being baptized. By the way, baptism is symbolic of our death with Christ and resurrection to newness of life. It's symbolic. The baptism happens in here the day that you trust in Christ. 
You are not saved by attending Sunday school. You are not saved by your good works. If you could be saved by that, the issue would be, why did Christ even bother coming? He came because he did what we could not do. I know uh, Melinda, Susie, and Steve were there, and I was there shortly after uh, Emmett took his last breath. So when Emmett took his last breath here, he took his first breath in the kingdom of God. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5.8, Yes, we are of good courage and would rather be away from the body and present with the Lord. The moment that you pass, you will go one or two places. And I know Emmett, I know Emmett would not want anybody in this room to be separated from God for all eternity. I know that. I was his pastor for 15 years. I saw the man's heart. And I loved him for it. One of the best Christians I've ever met. But he would want you today to think about trusting in Christ as your Lord and Savior. We're going to uh, I'm going to ask Joanne if uh, you would play Amazing Grace. We don't have to sing and I'm going to come up front here and just stand. I'll, I'll cut my mic off. You won't be recorded but if you would like to Place your faith in Christ for the first time. What a great day. What a great day to do that. Um, maybe you just want me to pray with you about anything. I'll, I'll, I will. Emmett loved the invitation. And so I would encourage you today, just come forward. Nobody's wondering why you're up here. Just make that decision. Let me have a quick prayer. Father, we thank you. I thank you for Emmett. What a friend he was. Thank you for his legacy, Lord, of laughter and commitment and dedication. And Father, thank you for the lives that he touched and will continue to touch. Now, Father, I, I pray that you be with this part of the service. And it's in Christ's name I pray.